Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. The countdown to Pride Month ends in just eight days. Soon there will be parades, parties, rainbow flags, and plentiful glitter to celebrate LGBTQ communities and commemorate the long, continuous fight for basic human rights for queer individuals. For Black queer people, creating a space for joy in a time of persistent political and societal oppression is an everyday necessity. One example of that is ballroom culture, which was created and championed by Black members of the LGBTQ community across the nation and, of course, right here in St. Louis. Balls, just like Pride Month, bring people together for dancing, laughter, and cheer, even as society and legislation rejects people simply for living as their true selves. Tomorrow night, a ball held in the Grove Business District promises all that and to be the best ball ever. Here to discuss that pre-Pride kickoff are two legends in the local ballroom scene. Maven Lee is the founder of the TENS Ball Planning Company and co-host of tomorrow's Best Ball Ever event. We also have Vanessa Frost, another co-host of tomorrow's ball. Now, ball culture is something that not many people are familiar with and I'm among those so I'm learning a lot through our conversation today. Uh, Maven, can you talk about what ball culture is? Yes, so uh, ball culture is a safe space. It started off as a safe space uh, for black and Latino folks, uh, LGBTQ folks in New York City. And so um, it was a place where they could come, enjoy themselves, be authentic, be themselves. It was usually at the wee hours of the morning, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 1 a.m., 12 a.m. Um, in in the probably the most, the venues that you probably wouldn't want to be in, small venues, dark venues, whatever, um, just so they could hide from, you know, regular society and, and enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically a space where we are creative. We show our creative creativity. Um, we get to be ourselves. We get to be the celebrities that we might have dreamed of. We get to live out our imaginations through ballroom. And you are the founder of a, a company that produces yes. balls, right? So how did that get its start here? So I've been in ballroom for almost 15 years. And uh, I started off um, really discovering myself as a black queer person. Uh, ballroom really helped me find myself coming from um, the church, um, more of a church community. Mm-hmm. And so ballroom really helped me understand my own identity. And so I, I realized that a lot of people could benefit from this environment. And so um, I had connections to resources and I started to throw balls over the years. And I decided, well, why not make this a company? So I created TENS. And so TENS is this really innovative, creative space where we um where we basically just bring ballroom to people who may not know about it okay. otherwise. Yeah. Now, Vanessa, yes. you are a, a co-host with Maven mm-hmm. um, for an event that's happening tomorrow. Yes. Now, when it comes to your involvement with ball, um, how did you get your start? 
Oh, that is such a funny story. You know, Maven actually has a big part in mm-hmm. my uh, my venture into ballroom. Uh, I was 18, and he literally said, you know what? You're really pretty. And, <laughs> and at the time, I wasn't transitioned yet, so I was very um, fresh uh-huh. <laughs> in the eyes of the LGBTQ plus community. And he was just like, yeah, I think you would do great things. And so I walked my first ball that week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And so we just kind of created our relationship from there, and that's been my brother ever since. Yeah. Now, we opened with a little bit of music. Mm-hmm. What is the soundtrack for Balls like? Hmm. Uh, exclusive. <laughs> I, I, I would like to label it it's as exclusive. exclusive. Okay. Yeah. In what way? Um, just because it's a different... It's a different sound. It's like house music meets hip hop meets mm. um, a bit of like EDM almost, like on the verge. Mm. It's it's like all of those mixed together to mm-hmm. create a super sound okay. for our community and for our creativity. Yeah. I think that's a really good e- example of it. I know um, I've always said that ballroom music could be its own genre. You know, I think that if um, some of the ballroom, um, which are commentators, so you know how there's rappers, there's singers, mm-hmm. there's even poets who you know do poetry to music. Our vocalists in ballroom are the commentators and the DJs who make the beats, and they make this really creative music that you know. I know one person, Kevin Kevin Jay Z Prodigy, um, who's an icon uh, as a commentator. The amount of shares and views that, you know, his music got over the years. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, this could totally be its own genre. Oh, like, okay. you know. Yeah. So it is exclusive then. It mm-hmm. is its own thing. No, we're kind of getting a little bit of a picture of what ball looks like. Um, there's a lot of terminology in ballroom culture that isn't quite mainstream. And I realize that there are layers to many of these things. But let's do some rapid fire definitions to get our listening audience up to speed. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Vanessa, what is a house? A host, someone who captivates the crowd, who keeps the party going, someone who is ready to make sure everyone has a good time and feels free in that environment. Mm-hmm. And what is a house? My Canadian accent. <laughs> H-O-U-S-E, house. Yeah. Maven. So a house is a family. It's a team. Um, it's very similar to, um, I try to explain this, and this is the easiest way, the Olympics, how the Olympics is different countries being represented. And each country has a group of people that represent their country. It's their team. And mm-hmm. so ballroom is kind of like the Olympics. It's this competition where you have a number of different categories that people can compete in. Mm-hmm. And so you have different houses that represent a different house name, and that team competes against each other in those different categories. Okay. Vanessa, what is a category? A category is something that is for you and you only, Uh um, something that you specialize in. So each person that comes to ballroom has a specific talent, Mm -hmm. Um, rather it be fashion, rather it be realness, rather it be um, sex siren, rather it be performance, which is most popular within, uh, I guess, the uh, heteronormative community. Mm -hmm. Um, You like to see voguing, you like to see the dips, you like to see the twists and turns and (laughs) all of that. So each person that comes to ballroom has a specific thing that they're talented at and that they pretty much make their own yeah what does it mean to get a 10 vanessa 
Oh, what does it mean? Get your ten. I'm so glad you asked. Get your tens. Get your tens. Um, that means you are absolutely serving it in whatever your category is, whatever you brought it as, you are serving it to the fullest extent of your ability. Mm-hmm. Now, realness is another one. What is realness, Maven? So the category realness, I feel like Vanessa might be a better person mm-hmm. to answer that question than me. <laughs> so realness is, you know, there, I'm going to be honest with you. Some people have different opinions about realness. Some okay. people really don't like the category, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it is basically, I think of it as kind of a, hmm, a sarcastic way of looking at heteronormativity and how, like, we view what being real is, what okay. it means to be, um, what it means to look like you are a heterosexual person. What, mm. it, what does it mean to look like you are a cisgender person? Okay. And so, yeah, that would be my... Yeah. Would you think that would be a good definition? I think? I think that would definitely be a good <laughs> definition. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of the times at Balls, uh, we would write a category. Like for realness, we would say, bring us a celebrity look. Okay. Okay. So um, female figures, uh, rather it be drags, rather it be femme queens, which is trans women, mm-hmm. uh, for those that don't know. Um, they would say, okay, well, I'm going to bring it as Beyonce. Yeah. And then for um, drag queens, we would say, okay, you guys bring it as Missy Elliott. Okay. And in a shortcut with, you know, the, the <laughs> bubble coat that she had yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, totally seeing it. Yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. And then for the guys, we would say, um, bring it as Jay-Z for Thug's realness. Mm-hmm. Or a schoolboy, bring it as um, Tyga. Harry Potter. Harry or Potter yeah. or something oh, okay. of the sorts. <laughs> So, yeah. See, when I heard house, I thought of Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Like Slytherin? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, very much so. And what are each of your categories? Maybe you want want to start that off? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I feel like you do that because I have so many. Uh, So um, both Vanessa and I are legends. And so to be a legend, you walk a category for a certain amount of years. You have a certain amount of uh, cash prizes that you win, a certain amount of trophies that you win, a certain amount of places that you you walk. Um, And so I started walking the category All-American Runway. Okay. Which is typically it's it's kind of a masculine presenting version of runway male modeling. Okay. And so I started walking that and I became a legend in that category. And okay. I, then I transitioned to Bazaar, which is the other category. Um, and Bazaar is like out of this world, like looks and costumes. Like I've been like a huge big blow up like rainbow person. And I've been <laughs> like, you know, a toilet seat. And I've like. I remember that one. You know, like I've been like all of these. <laughs> you know, innovative things. And um, you get to do that in Bazaar. I've also walked realness. I've vogued. And I feel like I've walked something else, too. I just don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> so those are my, but my main are All American Runway and Bazaar. And Bazaar, which mm-hmm. are very, it, that's an interesting juxtaposition of categories. <laughs> Vanessa, how about you? Okay, so for me, um, I started off uh, as Drag's Face. So face is a category that is based off of structure. It is based off of like your teeth, your skin, uh, everything that it is to be beautiful mm-hmm. as a person, whatever gender you decide to be. Yeah. Um, so then I transcended over to realness and then over to sex siren, um, which for those that don't know, sex siren is basically a category, a body positivity category okay. to just get you more uh, comfortable with your body okay. in any setting that you're in, yeah. in any clothing that you're in. Um, and it's made up of different things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm legend for Sex Siren as well as Realness. And if someone were like me, coming in new, would I be able to tell right away who the legends are? 
well, there's legend statements and stars. So the LSS. Okay. The LSS. Uh-huh. So that is a basically a call out to people that have paved the way in their categories. Okay. So if you're a new person coming in, yeah. um, there will be like some clapping, you know, and then next thing you know, the commentator and the co-commentator would say, okay, let me see the uh-huh. legendary or the iconic <laughs> or the Hall of Famer, you know. So there's different levels and different tiers of where people can go in ballroom depending yeah. on how long they've been in ballroom. Okay. So legends are like, I think, five to ten years. Okay. And then icons are 15 to 20 depending on Allegedly. how much of an impact. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly <laughs> depending on their impact. So. Okay. Uh, Vanessa Frost is a co-host of the TENS Ball, mm-hmm. um, Best Party Ever, Best, best Ball, ball Ever, ever. Uh, which is happening tomorrow. And Maven Lee is the founder of the TENS uh, company, yes. uh, ball planning company, yes. and also a co-host. So there is a uh, there are elements of contest and competition mm-hmm. with balls and there's also then prize money mm-hmm. how does that and coming together as community mm-hmm. how do those two things play well together yeah uh so you know one of the things about tens that makes it different honestly than mainstream ballroom is I have cultivated a certain kind of space where it's friendly competition. There is a little bit of shade, and shade is a little bit of ballroom. It's a little bit of attitude, right? Uh-huh. But I make sure that people love on each other afterwards. They hug afterwards. You know, even if you get chopped, which we didn't talk about, because to be chopped is the opposite of tins. So Ooh. if you don't get your tins, mm-hmm. okay. you can get chopped. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, if you get chopped, you know, you don't get to move on. But what we do is, is we make sure that we we educate you um, about what you've done, about, you know, what you need to improve on okay. when, once you get chopped. And so I just bring in a lot of love and care and, you know, hugs and, yeah. you know, good jobs. And uh-huh. I think that it, it works out. Okay. Now, the best ball ever is a pre-Pride Month kickoff for St. Louis. And of course, Pride Month is typically celebrated in June as a time to uplift and remember the rights that queer civil rights leaders have fought for and continue to fight for today. Now, with the political climate being what it is, you know, there are legislators rallying to restrict or end gender-affirming care. There are books that are getting pulled out of libraries, mm-hmm. um, along with the host of societal issues that LGBTQ community members face especially transgender people. Mm-hmm. How is this year's ball and the upcoming Pride Month different from others if there is a difference? Vanessa? I think for there to be, if there was any other time to make an impact during Pride Month, this would be the most impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, just because this is the time we want to show everyone like that we're here and we want to stay here and that we want to continue on, you know, living our journey and, you know, being ourselves authentically and without strain yeah from you know the government mm-hmm. or legislative yeah maybe <sighs> i know it's a big question ask me that again <laughs> yeah i mean so you know there's all of this um there's a, a particular political climate that we're living in yeah. and here in missouri you know legislators who have worked to restrict or end gender affirming care there's also censorship with books that are deemed inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them are um, graphic novels, for example, with LGBTQ themes or characters. So this this ball that's happening okay. tomorrow, right, and pride, like, how do you feel going into it? 
<sighs> I, I, I honestly think, you know, being black and queer um, is, it's a different kind of intersection even when we're talking about, you know, LGBTQ issues. And, uh, you know, ballroom, it's so interesting because this is a time period where ballroom is so hot right now. Everybody wants to, you know, be involved with ballroom. Ballroom is, in, it's on like Beyonce's tour. It's on yeah. Taylor Swift's tour. It's mm -hmm. on, you know, it's so, it crosses so many lanes. Um, and I'm actually going into it um, with a lot of, I want to say strength and hope mm -hmm. um, because I think tens and what we're doing with ballroom, we are making an impact. Mm -hmm. um, we are we are in spaces. We're using the 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 energy and excitement that people have for ballroom to change people's minds. You know, in mm -hmm. a way through entertainment. Um, there are some people who had opposing views, honestly, uh, when it came to healthcare, when it came to trans rights, that have came to balls. Sure. And their points of views and perspective have, has changed because they saw the enjoyment. We have. Cis, cis heterosexual people that come to balls. We have people from all across the, the the world that come to balls. And it's a place where everybody can really be together and learn more about each other and their yeah. cultures. Vanessa, where and how do you find joy in balls? Oh, wow. Where do you, where do you find joy? I mean, and it's in everything. Yeah. I mean, it's in your category. It's in creating your look. Um, you could be at work and you may hate the job that you're at. You know what I mean? But when you're, you know, gl hot gluing your look together, when you're picking out your shoes, when you're ordering your wig, when you are, you know, just getting everything together for this major event that's going to just kind of liberate you from your oppression of the week. Yeah. You know, you look forward to it. And it's something that you find joy in. Vanessa Frost is a co-host of the TENS Best Ball Ever, which is happening tomorrow. And Maven Logically is the founder and co-host of TENS Best Ball Ever. You can find a link to information about that event, and that will be at our website, stlonair.show. Thank you both for coming today, and good luck with, uh, with everything you. that happens tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.